Welcome to another edition of the Dementia Care Partner Talk Show. Now, here's dementia care expert Tifa Snow and your host, Greg Phelps. Hello and welcome to the Dementia Care Partner Podcast Series. Hey, Joanne, I found another one. What's that, Greg? Well, you know, another cure for dementia. Seems like there's a, a new cure just about every month. Well, if there's all new cures, how come we've still seen so many cases of dementia every day? Tifa, I'm sure you've heard these types of claims before. The latest, the greatest, it slices, it dices, it juliennes. Yeah. Yeah, so everybody wants this to go away. And so if I have something that seemingly helps things be better, it's a cure. And it's like, wait a minute. Um, why would you think that we've suddenly discovered something that is going to turn this around? And the answer is, oh, well, tell me more about that is my usual, my usual first question is like, tell me more about this thing you found that was a cure. Because classically, what we know is it may try whatever it is you found might be helpful with one or two symptoms. I mean, that's the best we have with some of the meds that are very, you know, some of them are expensive, some of them aren't, but they don't change dementia. They don't help with dementia. They may help with symptoms. We haven't been successful yet at figuring out some of the causes of the specific types of dementia. So it's hard to treat something. You don't know what the exact cause is. Well, how many different types of dementia are there? less the least number that we now think is somewhere around 120 there are other estimates that it can be even more complex than that because of genotypes and phenotypes and all kinds of detail but we know there's a bunch of different primary causative factors but we don't know exactly what starts the whole thing going and what keeps it going sometimes um, because we we do things that we think should slow it down but it doesn't seem to slow it down so we're not sure is the honest answer but boy we got a bunch of stuff happening so brain change okay is it always dementia that we're trying to cure or are there other things that we need to consider yeah 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 so some of these things um they aren't bad for you in in, in essence because one of the reasons some people develop a worsening of cognition isn't exactly just their dementia it's blood sugar it's blood pressure it's heart rate it's oxygen flow it's nourishment it's it's vitamins it's minerals it's uh, exercise it's so it turns out there are a variety of things you can do that change the chemistry of the brain. And when you change the chemistry of the brain, well, believe it or not, things look better. They are better for the person in that moment, but that doesn't mean we're fixing their dementia. And that's the tricky thing. Mm. Could we at least slow it down somehow? Can we, can we do things like, uh, you know, can we at least try some of these vitamins, these get rid of the aluminum pots? Can we, can we look at those? Well, you could certainly get a whole new cook set if that's what you're looking for. But essentially, no. We, I mean, some of those things have been actually tested out pretty thoroughly. And there are no dementias that they seem to have an impact on. As a matter of fact, uh, what we do know is one of the reasons people thought aluminum as an example. People get all excited. They got all excited. Oh, aluminum, aluminum. That's what it is. And, but it turns out what they saw on, on autopsy, they'd see a lot of aluminum accumulation in the brain tissue. And everybody thought, oh, see, there it is. That, that, that's that aluminum. Well, what it turned out was aluminum grave markers 
but it's not like the same aluminum in cans, but you have aluminum accumulating as markers of dead cells. But if I put a, put, if I put a gravestone or a tombstone on your grave, is that what killed you? <laughs> Cause of death, aluminum. No, I mean, so what it was is it's just, you know, that you put a tombstone to mark death, but it doesn't mean that's what caused the death. It just signals, yeah, there's a dead one here. And so that idea, sometimes what people thought was indicating, ooh, so this is what's dangerous. It's like, well, no, that's not actually it. And so we can misunderstand sort of like that's not actually accurate. So yeah, if you, if you don't just consume sugar, it's probably better for you as a human being. And as a matter of fact, it's better for your brain not to just consume sugar. However, your brain uses sugar as a major fuel source. So glucose is important to have on board. You don't wanna have too much ketone or you'll end up with problems with your kidneys. So, I mean, this whole thing, it, it's not just not true, it can get to be dangerous if people misinterpret and misunderstand. So we should give them lots of oxygen because their, their brain is oxygen deprived. Well, we tried that at birth and we ended up with a lot of young infants with cerebral palsy or blindness because uh, we got overboard in our enthusiasm to try to prevent something from happening. Um, so in, that's sort of where we're at with dementia. Um, people have lots of thoughts about what could help, what could help. And the answer is, let's be a little cautious and let's go a little in the middle um, in my world because the worst thing I could do is make it worse. And that's, you know, or cause another problem. We have enough. I don't need to add to the mix. In researching the, the topic for today, I came across a story about uh, Romans and tomatoes. And of course, they ate on lead plates, and the tomatoes caused the acidic reaction. So tomatoes were therefore poisonous. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So yeah. sometimes I think we do that inadvertently. We rush in one direction. And then it's like, oh, geez. Well, yeah, but did you think about this? Oh, oh, that. Oh, and that's sort of where we're at with dementia in general, Alzheimer's in particular, where we were sure it was the beta amyloid. And if we could just figure out what to do with that plaque. And it's like, actually, that's an indicator that the problem exists, but it's maybe not the root cause. The root cause might be the glial cell activity, which has to do with sleep. Uh, and quality of sleep and, and duration and, and, and cycling of sleep. And so it's like, what? Stress levels? I mean, so what we're finding out is, I wish this were simple and it was a quick chemical fix. Guess what it might actually end up being? Well, Major uh, lifestyle shifts. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say that. And that one calls on us to be responsible right uh, from an early age. Yeah, bummer. Yeah, that makes it a lot less fun and a lot more problematic because it also doesn't mean that because somebody didn't, they didn't, they weren't careful, they, they, they won't, I mean, they may get dementia, they may not. I mean, this is that multifactorial kind of thing. Many factors play into it. It's so, kind of, it, unfortunately, it's kind of like you may get hit by a bus or not. You know? Yeah, sort of like, yeah, sort of like that. Or you may get hit by a train or that may actually be light at the end of the tunnel. I'm not sure. Let's look. Um, but the idea that there's a magic cure, um, people were hoping for the same thing with cancer. What we know is, wow, no, that's way complicated. And that's what we're finding out is, wow, this is going to be way complicated. 
on the bright side, we have some incredibly smart people throughout the whole world working on this and, and we get little breakthroughs. They're not solving anything, but we're getting a better understanding. Yeah, you got to know where you are before you can fix anything. And I think, you know, what we're finding out is they're getting so much better at actually being accurate of where we are. And, you know, for certain dementias, we may have some strategies that might buy us time or they buy us quality of life by implementing them. But also, you know, learning how to not force the issue because I don't have the answers. Eating, you know, a Mediterranean diet, if you hate the diet, I'm not sure that's as helpful as people might like it to be. So if they found a cure tomorrow, we'd all be unemployed. Oh, no. What? 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 So when, at what point in the disease would the cure work? Would it work if you just had a little bit? Would it work if you were pretty far along? Would it work if you got all the way to the end? Because then we're talking about having to reverse all the brain death. Oh no, we're, we're gonna have a ways to go yet before, even if we stopped it in its tracks, there's people along the journey that are gonna need support to the end of the journey. So if I eat Big Macs and drink a Diet Coke, it's not gonna help? Yeah, um, no. <laughs> oh, darn. I thought I had solved the problem. I don't even know how to, how to address that, Greg, but I'm pretty sure the answer, no matter what I'm thinking is, yeah, no, <laughs> don't go do that. If people want more information, I, I know that you're not a researcher, you're a hands-on person, but you do have lots of knowledge on this. We do, and, but I would also say on our website, we have some links to some really good sites that have good content on them. Um, the National Institute of Health, the National Institute on Aging, uh, some of the sites that are really linked tightly into clinical trials and, and studies and places if you want, you can go participate in the study or that you can learn about what they're finding out about the studies. And so we're pretty well linked in because we care a whole lot. And if they do find something, I sure want to know about it, but I can't hold my breath because there's lots of people who could use some help now. Oh, there's an interesting subject. Help now, but we'll save that one for another day. Tipa cool. and Joanne, thank you very much. Yeah, don't buy that farm yet, Greg. Hold on.